the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Rob Black, weekday mornings from 10 to noon on Talk 910 KNEW. You, your money, your life, your dreams. The answers are here. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show, Friday. You hear some hoarseness in my voice? Tough, tough day. Did a seminar last night in Los Gatos Toll House Hotel. It was a good event. It was a good event. Um, a lot of people showed up. Uh, 200 people. It was a very, very crowded room. And um, everyone was very kind and very patient. And I think the event went pretty well. So uh, we'll start planning another one soon. And I'll let you know what's coming and how it's coming down the road. Uh, next Wednesday, I'm going to do a show. And I'm going to call it the Damn Dirty Hippie Show. Um, or Rob Goes to Woodstock. Either or. And in order to celebrate this and in order to make this work, I'm going to have to promo it. Because if I show up on air Wednesday without telling you I'm doing a show on Damn Dirty Hippies and Rob going to Woodstock, it ain't going to make no sense to you. So how do I promote it? Well, Heidi will play some Woodstock music here and there. And there's a movie coming out called Taking Woodstock. And I've got some free tickets for you. And uh, that's coming up Wednesday, August 26th, that night. At the AMC Metreon, which is in San Francisco on 4th Street. So if you want some tickets to Taking Woodstock, pick up the phone right now. Give me a call. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I'm not going to make you do anything like act like a hippie or tell me your best hippie story or tell me your best story on acid. I could do that, but I'm going to go with a no humiliate the listener day for at least one day. So anyway, Taking Woodstock, Rob's going to do a shoe. And supposedly the movie's fantastic. It's getting fantastic re- uh, reviews, and it's rated R for graphic nudity, sexual content, and drug use. So you're going to have to have a photo ID. That's one thing that I need to throw out. So if you want some tickets to that um, freebie, freebie before it hits the movie theaters, you can contact us, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. And I'm going to do some research over the weekend and find out you know, what was happening in the economy in the 1960s. And I'll try to gear it towards uh, investing. And the last time I did this, I did a show in the 50s. And it really shocked me some of the research that I uncovered and, you know, how America was starting to change and how we were moving from the farms, literally, to the cities. And look at what's happening today. In China, they're moving from the farms to the cities. So history repeats itself and shows you some buying opportunities. 800-345-5639 gets calls in the air. Now, the 10-point gain on the market that we, you know, we've recently seen, it has really, in my opinion say, come and gone. Um, We're at a point in the stock market right now where it's late summer and we're starting to see a little bit of signs of uh, it's just not going up on the volume. Now, volume is part of it. In large part, you want a market rally, but you want a market rally with big dollars going into it. You don't want a market rally that just heads straight up. Some big stories out there today, first and foremost. Existing home sales surged 7.2% to the highest level in almost two years. Existing home sales basically had a fantastic month. 
Sales of existing homes jumped more than forecast in July to the highest level in almost two years, signaling the housing crisis that has crippled the world's largest economy. It's starting to ease. Foreclosure-driven declines in prices, some government credits for first-time buyers, and near-record low borrowing costs. It's going to keep stoking demand, helping the economy recover from the worst recession since the 1930s. Now, at the same time, more Americans are probably going to lose their homes as companies are cutting payrolls, indicating a rebound is going to be very slow to take hold. So taking a look inside the numbers, we still had well over seven months of inventory. We've got 9.4 months of inventory. What's that mean? If we were to sell every single home that's on the market right now, it would take 9.4 months to clear it all out. That's before anyone decides to say, hey, let's kick out the renter and sell our home. The housing market's getting a little bit better. That's before any more foreclosures go on the market. That's before people say, you know what? I'm tired of San Francisco. I'm moving to Oklahoma City where there's better jobs. 9.4 months. Whoa. Now, the median price of a home, $178,400. $178,400. Pretty darn cheap, huh? So I know you're, you're still sticker shocked when you uh, live in the Bay Area and you go, the average home is that cheap in the rest of the United States? And these are bigger homes. These aren't California homes. These are homes that have, you know, an acre, two acres of land. So it's interesting to note. S&P 500 index is rising today. The market is rising today. Stocks gained for a fourth straight day, sending the S&P 500 to the highest level since October. Existing home sales jumped to the highest level in almost two years. ExxonMobil, GE, J.P. Morgan Chase, they all added 1.8% today. It's a broad market rally. And it's all tied towards that National Association of Realtors home sales increasing 7.2% in July. Now, the S&P 500 added about 1.8%. Housing data is a good piece of news, and we're, everyone's waiting for the economy to turn. And one of the areas that it's going to turn will be in homes. So we're keeping a very, very close eye on that. Now, Exxon today is a big winner. In large part, oil is a big winner. This is, how do I put this? Oil is an indicator for the economy. When oil goes from 100 to 50, people aren't, in theory, consuming oil. When oil goes from 50 to 75, people are, in theory, consuming oil. So oil is above $74 for the first time in 10 months. Now, that's about the time the stock market really started falling apart and, and unraveling. So we're starting to get back to where we should be. Global economy is beginning to emerge from a recession. Now, Ben Bernanke is coming out there today, and he's saying, I'm not going to say some crazy stuff, but Ben Bernanke is coming out there, and, uh, well, he's basically saying, we saved the world. <laughs> Did he literally say, we saved the world? He literally said, we saved the world from going into a global depression. Um, love that, man. Now, Ben Bernanke is the king of our bankers, and uh, he's important to note and important to watch in large part because he's given us some insight into how things are moving around. Now, Gap Stores... Gap Stores is Banana Republic. Gap Stores is Old Navy. Gap Stores is um, Old Navy, Banana Republic. Oh, Gap. <laughs> Duh. So Banana Republic's their high end. Uh, Gap is their mid, and Old Navy's their low end. So they've got a pretty good uh, um, corner on the market. Uh, they came out with some pretty good numbers last night, and they're getting some upgrades tonight. So people are feeling like, hey, we're spending money, and that's ultimately a good thing. Um, other stories of note today, California's unemployment rate hits 11.9%. 11.9%. That's a lot. And it's one of the worst in the country. We've reached 11.9% in the month of July. The state led the country in the number of jobs lost in July. We lost 35,800 jobs. States with higher unemployment rates, 
Michigan, number one at 15%. That's a ludicrous number. Rhode Island, 12.7%. Nevada, 12.5%. National unemployment rate's right around 9.4%. But the national rate's going to march towards 10%. Now, keep in mind, this is the worst recession of your lifetime. And how bad does it feel? I'm still spending money. You know, I'm still eating cookies. Mm, Toll House cookies. Um, But we're going to keep an eye on this one because the longer that unemployment rate stays higher. Oh, it just the ramifications. If you only knew the ramifications, oh, the ramifications. Our state doesn't collect the right amount of income taxes that we are projecting. Our state doesn't collect the right amount of sales tax that we were projecting. That combination means Schwarzenegger or whoever's governor next year is going to be fighting it out and saying, here's our budget. No, here's our budget. Here's our budget. So we're keeping a really close eyeball on top of this California unemployment rate. Now, gold was an interesting move today. Moved up pretty big. Moved up 1.5%. Now, you know I'm not a gold bug, and you know that I hate the gold coin commercials. My opinion, I stand by it. I think gold coins are bad investments for most people. I think gold bullion is better. Um, I'd rather be in, in, in its raw form than, you know, crushed and minted into a coin because it loses value. It gets marked up. So Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke says global economy is beginning to emerge from its worst crisis in generations. The housing number is pretty strong today. So gold moves higher. Gold's moving higher because it's a play on on inflation. So gold's up 1.5%. Now you're going, ha ha, Rob, gold's higher. And I'm going, but, 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 copper's up 4% today. So for all those fools out there who says, go buy gold coins, it's how you took prosper in an awful time. Copper's a better play. I'm just letting you know, copper's a better play. So um, Mexico, they kept their interest rate at 4.5%. I saw that their economy dropped 10% year over year. I don't really have much of a feel for it. Don't really have much of a feel for it in any way, shape, or form. Um, Yeah, we saved the world from disaster. Oh, Salesforce.com. Do you know what Salesforce.com is? Salesforce.com is one of those barrier companies that decided a lot of people in the sales field are in the field, literally in the field, not not a cornfield, not a wheat field, but they're out, you know, hustling. And sometimes they fly to other cities. And Salesforce.com basically put a lot of the computer work online. And a lot of the back office kind of went online. That's probably the best way of explaining it. Some people think Salesforce.com will ultimately be acquired from by Oracle. Uh, it's in their kind of business world and Oracle. I do believe Larry Ellison is on the board of directors for Salesforce.com. I do believe. I'm not definitive about that, but I'm pretty sure Apple, Microsoft, Cisco, all moving higher today because Salesforce.com came out and they showed you know just fantastic strong earnings last night. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget if uh, we're going to do the Taking Woodstock show on Wednesday. That's three days from here, three business days from here. If you want some tickets, pick up the phone and give us a call, 800-345-5639. We're giving away free movie tickets to the AMC Metreon 7.30 showing of Taking Woodstock next Wednesday. Got a guitar in my hand and a western oil can under my Boulevard chair. It's a Aloha Friday, no work till Monday. It's a Aloha Friday, no work till Monday. 
910 KNEW, helping you make sense of the complicated world of money and finance. This is Rob Black. Gotta love the cowbell. Wonder why more bands don't use the cowbell. Swine flu activity it continues across the United States, widespread in Alaska and Maine, so says the CDC. Oh, I hate doing this, but there are plays in swine flu if you want to try to you know, take advantage of people dying. There's Gilead Sciences, ticker symbol G-I-L-D. There's GlaxoSmithKline. There's Novanax, uh, NVAX. There's BCRX, BioCrix, or Bio-something BioCrix. Um, and H-E-B. Uh, those are the, the big plays on swine flu. Kind of odd, right? Kind of an interesting uh, piece of news came out today. Average price a person paid to fly one mile. It fell 18% year over year. So there's a good thing about a recession. See how it takes the price power away from some people and puts it in the hands of others? Slight improvement from the 21% drop posted in June. Now, nonetheless, the decline led to a 21% drop in July revenue, the ninth consecutive month in which passenger revenue has fallen from the prior year. That data reflects sharp discounts in airfare to attract fewer travelers in the tougher economic environment, but the number of people traveling still fell. 4% fewer people traveled in the United States. I don't know if this is the right time to say this, but I don't think the airlines are going to make it. They seem to always have problems, and they seem to always uh, be losing money. And they have such massive debt. Now, here's the positive. Most of them have gone into bankruptcy and coming out of bankruptcy. And here's how this works. You go into bankruptcy and tell the judge, look, we got these contracts with these, these pilots. We can't afford that. So bankruptcy judge says, okay, let's cut off 20%. And they go, okay, bankruptcy judge, we have this problem with our, our debt. We borrowed money from Barclays Bank at, at you know, 19%. Okay, so the bankruptcy judge, okay, let's, let's reduce that down to 12%. So, and then they come out of uh, bankruptcy. Now, in order to do this, you typically have to kill the shareholders. Companies like United, they've gone publicly, they've been publicly traded. You're like, they've been publicly traded my whole life. But they really haven't because what's happened is they've issued shares. They've gone bankrupt. They've wiped out those shares. They issue new shares as they come out of bankruptcy. Um, Electronic Arts. They've announced eight new titles available in the BlackBerry app world. Now, this whole app world, you got to understand, this is what Apple is doing so darn well. With the iPhone, they've set up this app world, uh, the iTunes. (laughs) So I'm trying so hard. I'm so exhausted. I'm sorry. Um, But Apple has their iTunes, and you can download applications, the application store. And you've seen the commercials, right? Now there's an app that will play pinball. Now there's an app that will let you drive a car. And now there's an app that there's all these cool apps. There's apps that you can put over your mouth, and when you talk, it, 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 it shows another mouth moving, and you can make all your friends laugh and giggle. So you pay for these things. These are little basically miniature um, software titles. Well, Electronic Arts has announced that they've they've launched eight titles for the BlackBerry app world. Now, BlackBerry is about five miles behind in a 5.1-mile race with Apple as far as applications go. Now, Palm, they've got the pre, and they are, you know, they haven't even started running the application store. 
But Electronic Arts says uh, BlackBerry, Research in Motion, uh, globally renowned mobile titles, Bejeweled, which I play, Need for Speed, Undercover, Risk, Scrabble, Tetris, Tetris Mania, The Sims, and Tiger Woods PGA Golf, all available now for the BlackBerry. I only throw that out there in large part because the ecology and the psychology is that Apple's already won because they got more applications. They've got cooler applications. To get your calls in there, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. An aide in the White House today comes out and says, the housing market seems to be bottoming out. I don't know how I feel about that. An unknown aide uh, sending out the information on the Dow Jones wire. Taking a look at the markets today, participants have continued to show their willingness to chase recent gains, and they're bidding stocks higher in the early going. But it's better than expected existing home sales that have driven the stock market to a fresh high for 2009. Look, I want a pullback, but if we don't get one, I'm just as happy. The rebound from Monday's loss has come amid broad-based buying. Session's broad bid today has gained strength as the day's gone on. Mm. Let's see. All 10 major sectors are in the green in the S&P 500. Tech stocks have lagged a little bit. Weakness in Intuit. Now, what does Intuit do? Financial software. Brocade's also weaker. Both have fallen sharply out of favor despite posting better than expected earnings in the latest quarter. Intuit faced pressure stemming from a downgrade by Credit Suisse. Broader tech sector still up with a strong 1% move today. Gap, higher 68 since 1953. Aeropostyle, higher. Ticker symbol um, ARO. Aeropostyle is interesting because they kind of make high-end women's clothes. Or the 25 to 40 something. And there's something to be said for that market. Not saying that it's totally safe. Um, but you have a good product. You're going to do pretty well in that area. Better than expected home sales. Top story of the day. Let's take a little bit of a break here. To get your calls in the air, it's 800 345 It's 800 345 Five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's Rob Black. So you can find me online at robblack.com, robblack.com. Nine ten. If you want to listen to a podcast of the show, if you heard a great show like yesterday's show, you can go to nine ten kdw.com and get the podcast of the show. There's also a live forum there for you to interact with the other blackheads at nine ten kdw.com. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. This is Talk 910 KNEW. This is Rob Black. If I were to rate that bumper, I would say dollars and cents, not common sense. It's a better play. Better play on words, dollars and cents. But I didn't write that bumper. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. You can ask any financial question that you want to throw out at me. Um... I'm not a jobs expert. That's one area that I, I have a little bit of weakness, so I understand that. Weak job market likely to slow economic recovery. 
Here we are in 2009. The year's more than halfway over. The recession's playing out. We think third quarter and fourth quarter GDP is going to look pretty good. All things considered, it's going to look pretty good. But it's not coming from you and me. It's coming from the United States government. Right now in the stock market, we've got oil rallying. We've got financials, big financials rallying, but regional banks, not so much. Very influential analyst, Meredith Whitney, she's basically saying regional banks look like they're still struggling. So she's given us that. Let's talk about some of the other news that's out there. Oracle yesterday announced that the Department of Justice has approved their acquisition of Sun Microsystems under the Hot Scott, Hart Scott Rodino Act. Um, basically, it's a done deal. What's interesting to note about Sun Microsystems being acquired by Sun, I'm sorry, Sun Microsystems being acquired by Oracle, is Sun was a great company in the 1990s. It just really couldn't make the transition to the 2000s. It was a great company because they made servers. And when we hit the internet back 94, 92-ish area, where we went from, you know, bulletin boards to, you know, uh, web pages, Sun had the bullets. They had the picks and the axes. They were selling the place that your website would reside. They were selling the information, so to speak, of the information age, where your information hid in their product. Sun, now, rest in peace. They're gone. Division of Oracle. A lot of people don't understand why Oracle picked them up, because Oracle's really not that much of a hardware play as Sun is. One last thing that I want to mention about Sun Microsystems, CEO Scott McNeely, he was the original CEO, he did a great job at starting the company. But when I said that he did great in the 90s, not so good into the 2000s, he wasn't able to transition. So they changed their CEO to Jonathan Schwartz, and Schwartz is a good guy, but... In those 10 years, what happened was Dell, Microsoft, IBM, HP, they all basically looked at what Sun did well, making servers, and they started doing the same thing. So sometimes your business is premium. It could become a commodity. You have to watch out for that in your investments. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Ed. Ed in Walnut Creek. Hey, Rob, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for calling. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I've got a question. My wife and I and family have been renting uh, homes ever since we sold our real estate here in Northern California about three years ago. And uh, so I guess we've been fortunate in that respect. But we're looking to get back into the market thinking that it's a good time to buy. However, I read about we, we've heard about the adjustment due to the residential market and the foreclosure rates continuing to climb here in California. What does the credit card crunch have, if any, impact on that? And additionally, commercial real estate seems to be the, the other shoe that, uh, that may be dropping soon here. And will that have any impact, you think, on, on, on uh, residential real estate in Northern California? Um. Lots of questions there. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. As far as the credit cards, I'm just going to strike that and say not that relevant. Um, It's an issue that's tied towards people being unemployed and banks being a little bit tighter in their lending. As far as buying a home, where are you looking at buying, Ed? Well, you know, we're uh, a family of uh, six right now. Uh, Oh, probably not buying for that large of a family because we have several in uh, junior college. So, you know, we're going to, we're in Northern California. You're going to spend seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars on a reasonable house, right? 
on a reasonable house in Northern California, absolutely. Yeah. $170,000 almost anywhere in the United States. Right. So why don't you buy a retirement home? And I'm just, this is just conversation. Why don't you yeah. consider buying a retirement home and renting here? And I don't see, why do you have to own here? And well, we how, don't. Okay. How old are you, Ed? I'm 51. 51. Okay. So you think if you did buy here, would you, you're basically committing to the next 30 years of living here and dying here? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking that it's a good time to buy because the real estate market is is at a real, you know, a significant low here over the past, you know, two decades. So if I were to buy a property and turn it around in five years or so, I'm concerned whether or not that it, it, I, I don't want to buy it for the sake of owning a home and having the write-off. Or I'm, I'm more concerned about buying it and not losing any value or at least, uh, you know, potentially appreciating value with uh, buying low. The last real estate cycle that we had tied towards a recession in real estate was eighty nine ninety two, and it took seven years for L.A. and Boston to come back from it. Um, I think we're three years into a bigger bubble and a bigger real estate recession. I think you would be early if you're looking to be an investor. Now, I'm not telling you that it won't happen because, let's face it, real estate's got one thing going for it. There's a sucker born every day. Now, I've recently bought a home, Ed, and I'm three mortgage payments into it. I expect to lose money until 2015. I'm totally good with that. Now, my mortgage payment was less than my rental payment. So I feel like, okay, I'm renting for the next six, seven years, but I'm going to lose $200,000 in value. Now, over the next 10, 15, 20 after that, I'll do pretty well, I think. I'm not going to hit a home run. Real estate's not going to be a home run ever again in my lifetime. I'm not looking for it to be a home run. So uh, yours is based on the assumption that you're going to be there for a long time. Right. And it's a lower, it's a lower than my mortgage. Uh, it's, my mortgage is lower than my rent was. Right. So I own real estate. I own real estate in Vancouver. I own real estate in North Carolina. Um, much lower cost. I'm, I'm earning about 4 to 5% in appreciation in those markets um, each year for the last three years. So while things have fallen apart here in the last three years... I'm hitting a home run because I chose different markets than chasing performance here. My personal opinion is we're one big earthquake away from being six to seven years break even. So I don't think we're there yet. And if you bought tech stocks, let's say, you know, let's go back to 2001. And uh, I go, Ed, let's buy some dot-com stocks. There's some, you know, good ones. You'd be like, well, it hasn't fall. I know from history it's going to fall in 2001, 2002, 2003. So you got to understand that it takes a little bit longer for the bubble to deflate and for the expectations to get totally wrung out. Now, Ed, if you were to buy a home, I'm going to tell you this. Mortgage rates are incredibly low right now, and if you were to buy a home in California, what I would do is I would find the best street, the best school district, um, cl- something close to jobs. Don't buy in Stockton because it's cheap. You know, right. Don't buy 20 miles east of the, the bridge because it's right. cheap. Um, buy somewhere where, and here's what I'm going to tell you you're going to want to do. Have your wife, like, help you on this one. Say, I want you to find the sexiest, most desirable home for a woman. Because down the road, some, when you put your home for sale, some woman's going to come in and she's going to go, I have to have it for my kids. I have to. It's such a cute neighborhood. It's such a cute park. And the schools are so good. So if you're going to buy, buy the premium. Don't buy cheap. Gotcha. So, yeah. And again, I, 
I recently bought, and I expect to lose money until 2015, and just to give you an idea. And thanks for the call. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. Now, something about retirement. I brought this up with him. Why don't you buy a home that you're going to retire in? Um, because I think you can get some steals in some parts of the country. Um, California has a really high tax burden for retirees. There are some states that it's a lot cheaper. Um, for instance, Alaska, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. Uh, this is going to be a big choice for you because when you hit retirement, let's say you hit retirement with a million dollars. And that million dollars is going to generate $40,000 a year income for you. Now, you want to go fly. Well, you're going to hit taxes. If you want to go consume food, you're going to hit taxes. You know, your $40,000 ain't $40,000 anymore in the state of California because you're hitting that 9.5% sales tax. So you may say, hey, I want $40,000 to be really $40,000. I'm going to move to Washington or I'm going to move to Texas. Now, again, do people really, really want to live in those states? I don't know, but I can tell you that um, you have to be really careful. For instance, California, 9.55% on taxes, Rhode Island, 9.9%, Vermont, 9.5%, and retirement income's taxable. It's not, you know, free to your bottom line and you're a senior citizen and we're going to just give it to you. Retirement income is taxable. So one of the things you need to think about is where are you going to retire at? Um, I've got a pretty good idea where I want to retire, kind of a beach community, I haven't figured out the exact state at this point in time, but I kind of think I have the right idea where I'm going to be going, but I haven't figured out the location. I'll be honest with you that. I'm not going to die in the home that I recently bought. Uh, no desire to do that. 800-345-5639. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black's show. I'm Rob Black. Yeah, this is Charlie Murphy, and you're listening to Rob Black on Talk 910 KNEW. Kind of interested to hear your opinion on where do you think we're going to be in five years after this recession's a thing of the past. In the last major recession of our lifetime, 89 to 92, it was a doozy. It was a big one. 2001, not so much. But 90, 89, 92, we came out of that and it was glorious. The 90s had the dot-coms and you know, the stock market was on fire and doing good, and banks were lending money because they started deregulating under President Clinton, bank deregulation. Banks were becoming brokers. Brokers were becoming insurers. Insurers were becoming banks, and they were converging. Now, where do you think we're going to be in five years? Because the last time we came out of recession, we went right back to our old ways of spending. In fact, it became easier to get money. 
and we spend. And when we spend on credit, you help an economy. But much like us spending on credit, it ended bad with a recession and with people losing their homes. Our United States government's spending on credit. They're printing money. It has to be paid back at some point in time. We're selling, you know, bonds to China. At some point in time, we pay them back. We're increasing our national debt by 1% a month right now. It's starting to get a little bit more painful. Where do you think we'll be in five years? I opened up the Chronicle this morning because it's the only paper at the train station, so says Heidi, which I find that hard to believe, but I'll go with it. (laughs) So my producer gives me a paper. Yay, I'm lucky, right? So anyway, on page one or page two, first inside page, um, there's a photo that just almost breaks my heart. It's a 19-year-old woman, and she's in Rhode Island. She's filling out a job application while her four-month-old baby waits. So her baby's just sitting there, you know, doing his own little thing, sucking on a little thing that babies suck on, and she's filling out a job application. What do you think we're going to be in five years? The 1990s, it was glorious. Coming to San Francisco, everyone was young and working in dot-coms and beautiful and Holy mackerel, it was nice. In five years from now, do you think the 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds, will they be scarred from what they saw here in this recession? Will they not spend as much? Will we be savers versus spenders? By the way, usually a pretty good idea to marry what you are. Savers, marry savers. Spenders, marry spenders. Try not to mix that up because that's when people fight about money and that ultimately leads to their divorce. There's going to be some more bad news coming down the road, and I'm interested, do you think we'll save more? Do you think we'll be a little bit more conscious that, you know, the the glory days are behind us? Or will we, you know, look forward to glory? There's going to be some bad news coming. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Meredith Whitney, she predicted today that Citigroup would cut its dividend last year. Meredith Whitney is a very influential Wall Street analyst uh, tied towards banking. She thinks that there's going to be over 300 bank closures. The small business owner on Main Street continues to see liquidity come their way. Unemployment's risen to the highest level since the 1980s. Americans are falling behind on mortgage payments at a record pace, forcing regulators to see 77 lenders so far in 2019. That's the, the most in 17 years. A big one got taken over uh, recently. Tenth biggest bank failure of all time in the United States happened. Guaranteed Bank um, happened, I believe, yesterday or might have been this morning. Again, I had a late night at the Los Gatos Soul House uh, Hotel. So uh, where do I go with this? But Meredith Whitney says banks are more up to 300 banks are going to fail. That's a pretty big number considering we're at 77. Do you see how that might play out in the news and the headlines? I love Pam Moore. But when Pam Moore comes on the 11 o'clock news and says, another bank gets taken over, she might cause people to lose faith. She might cause people to lose conviction. She might cause people to lose uh, patience with Wall Street. And people might ring the cash register and say, you know what? I'm taking my money from the banks. That's what got a lot of banks in trouble in the first place, the run on the banks, people taking their money out. But more banks are going to fail. Meredith Whitney is more right than wrong. I'm not going to say I go with everything she says. But she's more right than wrong. Now, so we have bad news coming, but we also have good news coming because Pam Moore, news anchor at Channel 4, over the next couple of months, she's going to start commenting. For instance, uh, Federal Reserve chairman today, um, uh, Bullard, he says we're on track for third quarter and fourth quarter GDP growth. Okay, so third quarter, uh, you know, the first quarter is January, February, March, second quarter is April, May, June, so July, August, September. So at the end of September, a news anchor is going to come out and say, 
We've got positive economic growth. GDP's up 1.4%. And then at the end of Christmas, we're going to come out back out and go, we got positive GDP growth. Economic activity is up 1.6%. And we're going to say, yay, the recession's over. But we also have 233 more banks, 223 more banks going to fail down the road, so says Whitney. But the Fed's saying we're going to get economic growth. No, we're not getting it out of jobs. Look around. The unemployment rate in the state of California hit 11.9% today. We're not going to get it from jobs. So people aren't going to go out and spend money that they're not earning. And they're going to probably be a little bit tighter with their unemployment benefits. Maybe, maybe not. Um, Long story short, where do I go with this? I think we're in for some, I think we're in for a double dip recession. And I think we're in for a jobless recovery. Now, how can that change? I could be wrong. President Obama could come up with another stimulus plan that's really this time geared towards stimulating our economy. The way you stimulate our economy is you stimulate small businesses. You give them incentives to hire people. You give them tax breaks for the first couple of years or lower tax rates on profits. You stimulate the small business. Small business is the blood of our economy. So maybe we get another round of stimulus. Now, okay, that would be a positive, right? Maybe. But it's going to come at a consequence. It's going to come with, you know, fewer tax revenues coming in. The other side of that fence is what can go wrong? The demon herself, Nancy Pelosi, House Speaker. She said today, um, there's no, here, here's her quote. There's no way I can pass a bill in the House of Representatives without a public option. Pelosi drew a line in the sand on one of the most contentious issues surrounding the health care overhaul after Obama's administration officials earlier suggested the White House might be willing to back away from the public option. Uh, Senator Mike Enzi says the government-run plan would turn into a bureaucratic nightmare. So if we do get that through, so says Pelosi, it's going to come at a cost. It's going to come at a cost of almost a trillion dollars. Now, I'm not going to get into does it save money, is it good for the economy, is it good for individuals, a public health care plan where people are getting swine flu shots for free and people are actually going to work because they're not you know, afraid to go to work. Think about this fall. <laughs> I heard some regulations on swine flu that if you come to work and you start sneezing, your boss is going to tell you to go home. Pretty cool, right? Pretty cool. Think of how much economic activity we're going to lose and how easy it'll be for you to get sent home. Um, think of your coworkers. If they come to work and they, they're sniffling, they might be trying to kill you. So there's going to be some contention. And I guess that's what I'm trying to get at with this whole, you know, what can go right, what can go wrong, what can go right, what can go wrong. That's where we're at. Like, for instance, we saw some pretty good numbers today on the housing market. Existing home sales jumped a whopping 7.2%. But wait, 31% of those homes being sold are in a distressed situation. Okay, let's just say I bought a house for a million dollars. And let's say my neighbor is distressed and he sells his home for $600,000. He just lowered the value of my home. My wealth just went down just like that. So, again, there's positives. Woo, sales jumped 7.2%. There's negatives. Oh, there's a lot of distressed sales. So that's how Wall Street works, and you just got to get used to it. Oh, the cash flow clunkers is going to end on Monday. So you have until Monday to turn in your old car for a 4500 discount to buy a new car. I think this was an awful, awful plan that's going to have unintended consequences of, well, first and foremost, my tax money is going to pay for your discount. I'm pissed about that. Second, you're going to buy a car in a year or two years, and now you're not going to buy that car in a year or two years. 
I'm angry about that because that's going to create an artificial uh, demand issue. Third, I'm upset about it. Ultimately, because people are also signing up for $30,000 of car debt. We don't need more car debt when unemployment's 8, 9, 10%. So I think it's ultimately going to hurt more than it hurt uh, helps. So workplace suicides rise as overall job deaths fall. I don't even know I want to do that story. Fatal work injuries in construction sector drop 20%. Workplace homicides down by 18%. Fatal workplace falls decline by 20%. 5,071 workplace fatalities recorded in 2008. It's more than I would have thought. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Other stories to hit. Ross, TJ Maxx. I own shares of TJ Maxx. Um, discount retailers are doing incredibly well. Walmart, they're doing good. But some of the bullet shots into discount doing fantastic. Let me give you a little bit more. Ross got an upgrade today from Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse upgrading their price target to $49. Ultimately, gross margin trends continue to be strong. They note that Ross has had incredibly strong results year to date. They do not expect a major slowdown in trends as the off-price business model, i.e. discount, continues to be one of the few places within retail generating traffic increases. People are stepping down. They're shopping cheaper. Are you? How do you think we come out of this recession? Will you save more in the future? I will. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Wednesday, I'm doing a show on Woodstock. So if you want some free movie tickets, I'm going to tell you about that in the next hour. We'll take a break here. Be right back with hour two. Rob Black, weekday mornings from 10 to noon on Talk 910 KNEW. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 